This artisanal, organic, small-batch, handcrafted episode of Super Legit is brought to you by Radio Shock, the American Automobile Association, and Starbucks on Hollywood Bilft. Welcome to the Super Legit Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just get things running right off the bat here because I don't have clever things to say. Uh, I just have my name. <laughs> it's Jared Lennon Kaufman. You can call me Jet. And I have uh, I have some fantastic members of my crew here uh, with pens up their noses and various horrible things that they're doing <laughs> on the screen. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I am being told to nix that. Nobody had a pen up their nose. It's a terrible influence. <laughs> and dangerous and they do not have ink leaking out of their nose right now onto their chin uh let's uh let's uh let's get this started i'm gonna ask my question here let's throw this question at uh at chris compton chris compton what's something you're glad you bought the cheap version of instead of spending a lot of money on the way more expensive option that you know we're we're conditioned to buy in capitalism uh democracy (laughs) (laughs) you're happy about that i went to the every government uh Every governmental system's a dollar store, uh-huh. uh, and uh, not almost, but not quite worth it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, at this point, I, I really do, I don't see what we would have gotten uh, more out of it. I've read all all the documentation and the mm-hmm. the higher end versions don't really sound like they're working that much better. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's all spelled up here in the Fertilist papers. Yes. <laughs> Ali Mar, same question that- to you. What's the uh, what's the the thing you bought the cheap version of that you're really glad you didn't spend more money on? Uh, my car, because I'm not a very good driver. Um, I do covet nice car. So I didn't, I didn't drive until I was 34, I think it was when I first got my license. But you, and so you came I, from New York. So that makes a lot more sense. But I came from the suburbs. So oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I tried, I, I, I like tried to, to give you that one. I know. And I usually take it. Like, usually I'm the one who's like, but I'm from New York. And I was, I lived in Manhattan for almost 13 years, but uh, I grew up in Westchester, which is like where you get your first Lexus. Right. So, right. uh, but I never cared about cars. It wasn't because I didn't have one. With the bow on it. Yeah, I didn't have one. Yeah. I didn't really, it wasn't a thing. And so when I I got a job, I moved back to Westchester in my 30s and I got a job and it was like 45 minutes away, but I was like, well, I need to learn to drive anyway. So mm. I somehow passed this road test. Like I, I literally got in the car and was like, okay, you're an actor in a part, you can drive. And I got my <laughs> license, which is terrifying because I didn't I'd never driven before and I somehow parallel parked like I don't know where that came from deep within me that was like my ancestors were like you can do it we can get you in this moment you know I love that you Uda Hagen'd an Oldsmobile <laughs> I, like, I was gonna say like pulling off the Meisner exercise on the on the written test who calls on their ancestors to do new things I know yeah. you didn't have these in the 1800s, but I'm calling on you to help me drive this vehicle. I, I, have, I come from a long line of bullshitters, so I I was channeling that that energy. Uh, I got my license. I cried. I hugged the lady, which you're not supposed to do. I hugged her in my no. car. You're and not supposed cried. to show them emotion. Yeah, or like touch them. They're, they're also people, right? So Are I like, hug her. I cry. And then the next day, I walked into a Toyota dealership, pointed at a car on the floor, and was like, that's nice. And drove a floor model Toyota Scion out the front door of oh. the fucking dealership. Was and there a purchase I, involved? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, signed something. I signed something. I signed something. That one. If Later, so, bitches. Was the door open? Are they still looking for you? No, 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 no. I pay. I paid them every month, and I'm done in April. I'm very excited about that. But now that I've been in LA, where I'm really actually driving, now I I covet. Like, I, I just drool over good cars. But I am grateful that I didn't start that way. Like, you, yeah. your first car, I don't care how old you are, your first car should not be a nice car. You need to earn it. No, it should be a beater. Yeah, yeah. you should earn yeah. it. So I'm yeah. glad I got my little Scion. I'm paying her off. Her name is Diane Chambers, which is funny that we all have a Cheers connection. And <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to, like, getting a new car. But you need that... You need the nugget, yeah. right? Like you have yeah. to ha- want something. Perfect. I want to, I'm going to get a mini coupe, I think. I want a mini Nice. Coupe. It's not practical. Michael Hyman, <laughs> let's throw this one at you next. Um, you, uh, what, what have you, what have you purchased that you, you bought the cheap one and you're, you're so glad that that's all you spent. Uh, I guess right now I'd say a sous vide. Yes. Uh, I don't know if any of you <laughs> bought a sous vide, which has I, become... I did, and I bought a cheap one. Yeah, I bought it on this wonderful website fancy. called Meh.com. I have the exact same yeah, one we from this, Meh.com. We have the same sous vide. It was like $20. Yep. Been... It's so good. Wait, Meh? Meh.com? Maybe com? I don't use it enough, <laughs> so that's why meh, I'm glad. M-E-H.com. Oh, the oh, website. I yes. was hearing Meth.com, and I was... Uh. That's yep. my other website that I enjoy. Yeah, I was um, like, no, you can get great deals on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This like my perspective in this is I'm hearing people use a word that I've only ever seen written down. Yes, yeah. and so I'm yeah. just sitting here in shock that that's what that word sounds like. You're like yep. sous fide, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Sous fide, yeah. It's Swedish, yeah. right? Thought it was yeah. Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was, you know, you, I watch a lot of cooking shows and food shows and especially like in Iron Chef and, and the competitions, they were using sous vides a lot in like know, the last five years. Mm-hmm. And then sous vides, all of a sudden they made, you know, household models that are more easily accessible. You can just put it in a bucket instead of needing the whole contraption. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And then I bought the one on Met and I'm glad because I've only used it a handful of times. Yeah. So sous vide, did I say it right? Sous vide? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's essentially, it's like a jacuzzi for raw chicken, right? Yeah, yeah. or anything. Okay. But yeah, All right. uh, yeah. I, I hear it's Mostly really good meat, with but you could do fish. other stuff. Um, yeah. It's great for yeah, things. Yeah, we've done salmon with yeah. it. Uh, it ter- it's great with salmon. Do you have to like stick your food in a plastic bag before you put it in the water? Yes. So you put yes. it in a plastic bag. You want you can like get a vacuum sealer or you could use a resealable mm-hmm. bag and like use a straw to suck out the air. Or even, you don't even have to do that. Here's a great trick. You put the stuff in the bag and whatever seasoning or marinade, and then you slowly put it under the water. The water will displace the air in the bag. So you put it down until there's no air out, and then you just seal it. And it's just as vacuum, not just as, but good enough. I like so so much that not only did you get the cheap sous vide, but like the accessories. You're like, oh yeah, put it in a bucket. None of the accessories. (laughs) My my wife figured out all this stuff. Like we've got. (laughs) You let physics take care of the We've got this big pasta (laughs) pot. Like like it was a spaghetti pot, a big spaghetti pot that we use. She she figured out, originally she bought fancier uh, bags like like Hyman was talking about, but eventually she figured out that the the Ziploc freezer bags are perfect because they're they're high density, but Mm -hmm. cheap. And then uh, she figured out using the the binder clips that you get for like uh, legal briefs yep. or whatever. Those big thick binder clips, you use those to clip it to the side. Yep. You don't need anything fancy, so it's like incredibly cheap parts. And then the results are so. And for good. the meat, you can just use stuff you find around in your yard. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, roadkill, it's fantastic. Yeah. 
Mm, sous vide raccoon. <laughs> yes. You say it the fancy way. Yeah. I mean, no, you've only seen the word raccoon written down. Oh, that's, that's actually that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. 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 No, that's how you know uh, a reader is they mispronounce all the words because they've only ever read them. <laughs> Um, my brother had a story like that from college where he was like, we're, we're big talkers in my family. And my brother was like full on leading this discussion in his philosophy class. Uh, and he was like, I, I nailed that. I did my presentation. I did it well. And then at the end, the professor was like, yeah, but his name is pronounced Camus, not Camus. And my brother was just like, motherfucker, like, and actually like said motherfucker to the professor. Cause that's who my brother was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did right. he pronounce and it? And the correctly. professor's like, it's motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen C. James, how about you? What's a, what's a thing that you are glad you underspent on? Uh, I would say I, you know, I'm a parent, and I was like, they are charging way too much for this crib. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I mean, they're like, uh, childproofing, nails not exposed. I'm not gonna <laughs> what. Come on. And then it came with pajamas, the one that I got, and they didn't spend money on all that extra fancy fireproofing either. So <laughs> it makes for interesting Fourth of Julys. But uh-huh. other than that, yeah. I think I um, helped you put that thing together. Actually, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and actually, our, our friend Jay, who would be aghast at your car buying story, uh, that crib has now <laughs> gone on to his daughter. And by the way, we did spend a lot of money on that crib. I would say the thing that I, uh, I'm i glad I cheaped out on is... Um, Anytime I buy eggs, my wife gets like the oh, brown eggs yeah. that are like like s- small batch artisan. <laughs> yeah, the the egg color is based on the color of the chicken. There's no difference in the shell, and it's just something that far, the farm man has done to trick white ladies. And yeah. I'm sorry, old McDonald's. That's, that. that's our white ladies. Guilt? That's my white free. guilt. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of these brown eggs. Come on, you're coming home with me. Like, I'm just so guilty. Quit trying to be a white savior to those brown uh, eggs. All right, never, you're, never. You're, you're not gonna dangerous minds those eggs. I was just gonna do that. I was waiting for you to stop talking so I can interject my idea, which was never Michelle, plan I, on me to I stop was a talking. Michelle, <laughs> I was a Michelle of those eggs. Uh, I love it. I can't believe you can't appreciate a handcrafted artisan brown egg. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I got nothing. Uh, you know what? It's all yolky inside. It's all yolky on the inside. Yep. That is a, yep. a farmer's market in Burbank we used to go to. And there would be a line. Like, it, it was like they were like, it was like every band at Coachella had gotten back together at the same time. Uh, <laughs> this is for the 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 artisan, or as I call them, artisanal. Uh, eggs that they're selling for me. I'm like, guys, come on. Uh, this you're gonna put this in dough, all right? I don't know which comedian said this, but they were like, uh, cage free. They're like, no, it's not, there's no such thing as cage free. Like, they would fucking run away. Like, you can't, like, of course, depends on how big the cage is. Like, it's a cage. Like, yeah, every single chicken would Shawshank their asses out of there and then get (laughs) eaten by a weasel. At the first opportunity. Chicken just happened yeah, to walk my, by. My wife loves, we, we joked um, about my wife just loving things with adjectives that like, if you said uh, artisanal, organic, small batch, handcrafted, she'd already be at the checkout before she got to the word <laughs> rat poison at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is fair trade. 
Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <such a trick>. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Michael Boozer, first off, welcome to the cast. Thank you. Thank you. Pleased to be here. Thank you so much. Hey. Let's uh, let's throw you the exact same question we gave everyone else. Of course, I won't remember the exact way I worded it. Um, so what did you what, what did you buy cheaply that you could have spent more on, but it, it worked out for the better? Oh, I there's there is nothing I would have spent more on. I'm I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> I as a kid, as a child. Um, I grew up in uh, South Phoenix, which is um, nowhere adjacent to uh, Westchester. Um, so, um, <laughs> like, you know, as a kid, I always wanted the electronics and uh, I always got the electronics I wanted, but uh, mm-hmm. they weren't the electronics I wanted. They were uh, Radio Shack. They were Tandy. So, right. um, and I was yes. like, you know what? This is not that bad. It's it's not what I, it's it's close enough. And yeah. so I realized, you know what? Close enough is okay. And uh, the only thing I don't not spend money on like there is always a coupon in my wallet i i i love coupons i know it's not cool but i love coupons um i i think the only thing i don't cheap out on would be food like i love going out to eat and i don't if it's good it does not bother me that i've been way gouged so that's the only thing is the only thing i i i am uh, proud about not cheaping out on is uh, getting fatter is what i'm saying Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. that you're going to like overspend on, you're going to actually keep on your body for the rest you're of You're going to see it. Yeah. 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 Like gout. Yeah. I, I paid for this uh, nicely and handsomely. Yeah. And uh, it's mine. A very expensive spare tire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, I have cheaped out for years on my wallet. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that sounds ironic, but uh, I have a, Instead of I keep checking into like fancy wallets of various types, you see all these really clever wallets online that have all these fancy ways they work. But there's this brand called Mighty Wallet that their wallets are made out of Tyvek, uh, which is the material that like the FedEx envelopes are made Mm -hmm. out of and they use it for insulation. And it's a type of paper that is completely waterproof and tear proof. You can cut it if you deliberately cut it with scissors or something, but it won't it won't puncture easily. It won't tear easily. And so the, the wallets are basically this sheet of paper that they carefully cut into a certain shape that they can kind of origami together into this perfect wallet that has just the right number of compartments for me. And it <laughs> like, it's, it, it just, it happens to fit perfectly and they cost like 12 to 15 bucks and they go for maybe 13, like maybe like three or four years before I have to replace it. And at that point it's like 12 to 15 bucks that I spent on it. And they come in all these really cool designs. Like I've got a nice doctor who one that I'm waiting to switch into when mine wears out. Like I'll, I'll buy a head one or two of them just so I'm ready. Uh, you won't even but- treat yourself to a new $15 wallet. You're like, I have <laughs> to wait until this one dies. Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah. He's going to get his and- $4 a year out of each wallet before he moves yeah. on. I mean, they get a nice wear on them. It's almost like a leather patina kind of thing, but it's a paper patina. You know, Steven, it's, it's very fancy. They have a, a cassette tape one that can match your phone. Right. Oh, <laughs> um, or I can continue having uh, the wallet that I've had for the past 10 years that's made out of something other than paper. That right. <laughs> um, <laughs> cost me like $18 at a Marshall's. Yeah. If you lose, if someone like takes your wallet, do you just use a FedEx envelope for a couple of days until you right. get yeah. a new one in the mail yes. or... Yeah, no, I just, I origami it back together. I like that if you set your wallet down, it may get mailed across the country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, some of them He's actually, like, they have like postal, postal designs on them and things like that. So I yeah. really feel like yeah, you, could, you could just bait. add 
post paid uh, uh postage and it comes, to add your it address gets delivered it. in it right so it's like you're taking the wallet out of a wallet like, yes. so it's like the russian dolls of wallets like ooh. oh that's so meta i love that <laughs> what's the wallet sure? what's the envelope or is there any difference at all yeah <laughs> Like, oh, you're I on a podcast. I... You have to actually say, my mind is blowing. <laughs> oh, I'm vibing the brain exploding thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. You'll get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I've only had three wallets because I had a wallet that my dad gave me in high school that oh. he bought for you know $5 at JCPenney that lasted me until I was about 37. <laughs> um, and it was like, it had like, you know, the little like plastic thing where you're supposed to put your like ID under and so I put yeah. my college student ID under and it leached out the ink from it. So even after I threw up my college ID, you had this like ghostly picture of what I looked like when I had hope. I remember <laughs> that wallet. Super. Uh, hey, son, uh, I'm I'm real excited for you. College. It's a big it's a big time. <sighs> yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I just uh, I want to I want to prepare you. You know, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I'm, it's I'm, going to be all these new experiences you have, all these new people you meet. I, I've seen a lot of movies, so I think I'm really prepped for it. Good, good. All right. I just, I want to make sure, look, this is something my dad did for me. Uh, his dad did it for him. And so it's, it's, it's a point of pride for me that I finally get to get to do this for you. So Are you uh, giving me a car? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. All the money went into the college. All oh. the money went into the college. In fact, money I don't have and won't have for a long time is going into the college. You, uh, it's going to be going into... Yeah, honestly, I'm going to be passing that debt down to you. You know that. Anyway, I'm, no, no, no. It's sorry, simpler. Let me, uh, let, me, uh, let me get up my wallet here. Hold on. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a beauty here. All right. And here, here you go. It's a condom. This is a this is a condom. You're gonna need these. You're gonna want to keep this this condom in your wallet. I've uh, I've had this exact condom in my wallet since my dad gave it to me, and uh, he had it in his wallet since his dad gave it to him. Um. So, uh, yeah, I noticed this is the fact that it says that it's galvanized rubber. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's how you know it's good. probably World War One vintage. Um, yeah, they don't make them like they used to. There's a reason. Um, uh, so, like, I appreciate this, Dad, but, uh... Well, you're, you're damn well better. I, I take care of my son. It's, I, I just wish we'd had conversations about using this, uh, but, you know, but penicillin being what it is, like, we're all good. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I, I hope you don't mind if I, 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 I feel like I, I can't, I can't keep something like this in my wallet. Well, it's, it's, it's tradition. I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna turn down decades and decades of Robertson family tradition for 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 what what possible reason could you have? Like this is an insult to the bloodline. I know it's an heirloom. I guess I was just expecting a ring. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not ungrateful. I just you know you see it on Pinterest, the sunset, the skywriting. It's, and then a ring comes out. And it's, this is it's a really a, old condom. We could totally use it as a ring. Okay. It's the right shape. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, you're not kidding. I mean, the leather, the, the, the rubber's a little cracked because uh, it, uh, you know, this went through the Great Depression. This is from the medieval times. But, <laughs> it's, it's, it's old. It's not a... I, well, to now all we need is something borrowed, something blue, and something new. Oh, 
honey, I know that when your dad passed, it was really hard for you. And I'm trying really hard to be supportive of that relationship, okay, even then. though we both know Thank it's you. a toxic relationship and he... I just, this is this is literally the only thing my father ever gave me. What does this that say to you? And a two hundred thousand dollar education at Sarah Lawrence University, but mainly this. Like that's this is Which the is one. Which is in Westchester. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean to brag, uh, but yeah, I majored I in communication. Westchester is very fancy. And- it, it, oh, it is very. Any university that has a first and last name, very yeah. fancy. It's really I just mean, us in Notre Dame. And I'm not. Am I'm I not saying that trying- correctly? I've only seen it written down. Uh, I'm not, Dame, Dom? Look, I'm not with you for your, your money, obviously, but I, you know, when I met you at Slave to the Grind in Bronxville Manor, I really thought I'd get a ring if I stuck this out, you know? So. Well, I guess the way I see it, a diamond yeah. they say is forever. And maybe it is. But you know it, what? It comes at a cost. Have you ever seen the movie Blood Diamond? No. Okay. So Blood Diamond is basically about that every diamond that has ever existed. Oh, Lisa, let's see it. I can't believe he asked. Oh my God, I'm so excited. You know, my I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to so, be made of honor, no. but I am your younger sister. Okay, yes. let's see it, let's see it, let's see it, let's you see it. You are, and as your older sister, it's my job to keep the hope in your eyes. So mm-hmm. we're not going to look at the ring right now. Oh, let's- but come on. Is that old? Is that onyx? Yes. Oh my gosh! Is that wow? That's so beautiful. Oh, it's like a it's like a black onyx stone. What is that? Oh wow! And I love the way it covers both your ring finger and your pinky. It's like it's uniting the two of you. Oh my god! It is so beautiful, Lisa. You know what? You are the luckiest woman in the world. Oh my god! I hope I can find. Someone who cares enough about me to give me something like that. You know, Amy, I have to say that I was on board with Dad spending all of his money to send me to college. But now, listening to you talk, I feel like I have made a terrible mistake and I have done you a huge disservice. This is an unlubricated condom. This is not a vintage, bespoke, black onyx Pinterest gem. What? There's no way that's a condom. All right, listen. It is. Trevor and I use condoms all the time. I know what a condom looks like. You can ask any of my kids. They all know what condoms look like, too. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's so old. It's not even a circle. That's how old it is. It's like a triangle shape. I, oh, my gosh. It's like the three points are you and him and whoever your future child is. I guess you need more points if you have as many kids as I do. But still, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm questioning everyone's judgment. Everyone around me. Oh, trust me, Lisa. I've seen a lot of judges. You don't need to question anyone's judgment. You made the right decision saying yes. Yeah, and that actually, you're having the opposite effect of what I think you want to be happening. Amy. First off, Amy. I don't think you even are an expert on condoms. You have six children. Well, you obviously are not actually, using that's them. why that's why I asked you to lunch. Turns out it's going to be lucky number seven. Oh, my God. 
I know. We both have such good news. Aim, honey. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, Trap? We should talk. Yeah. What's up, Trap Trap? Um, we, first of all, you know I love when you call me Trap Trap, Aim. Of course. You're so, you're so cute. Mm. Um, so here's the thing. Um, you know me. I know you. We yeah. understand each other. Of course. You know I'm an evens guy. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm an evens guy. I like the twos. I like the fours. I like the sixes. I like the eights. Yeah. I <laughs> remember that's how we met. I was on the sidelines being like, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? And you pointed over at me and you were like, Amy. And I was like, <laughs> he knows my name. It was it was on the front of your uniform. But, you know. I've but still, you were so busy coaching. Well, you know, I, I, I can do, I can multitask. I can multitask. I've always been good at that. You know, I can teach, I can raise kids, I can, but we're getting off topic here. We're okay, getting off yeah. topic. Even. Let's, I just, lucky number seven, quote unquote, has never mm -hmm. been lucky for me. Um, you, but it's an even number. Lucky, no, seven is not an, it, oh, <laughs> honey. Yeah, Amy. it rhymes. Seven, even. Is that how you pronounce it? I've only ever seen it written down. No, I think you're thinking, no, that's not, that's, no. It. And uh, here is your perfect martini, sir. Thank you. Oh, this is, uh, mm, it's just perfectly dry. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible martini. Mm -hmm. And if you'll notice the traditional three olives. Of course I noticed, I can multitask. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh God, three olives, I didn't notice. <laughs> I've been so busy multitasking. We're just I... fucking with you, Trev Trev. Oh, thank God. Come on, come on. We would never uh, take you to a bar with three olives. Come on. This is, this. I'm glad you're having fun at my expense. This is not funny to me. You know yeah. what, um, numbers are um, almost a religion to me. And for yeah. you to uh, throw that in my face is like saying um, Jeebus is not real. Well, I mean, that's what little brothers are for, right? We're here to clown around. I play the pranks. You do all the grown-up stuff. The, gr the grown-up stuff, like uh, making sure that I pay the uh, cover your rent and, uh, yeah. and uh, bail you out. Yeah. Here's the thing. We should talk about that. I've got six, possibly uh, seven kids that I have to constantly bail out of jail. So I don't know that I can still continue to uh, bail you out of jail as well. The way I see it, if you have seven kids, I'm around eight for you. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> am I the am I the only bartender here? Like when I hear martini, I picture three olives immediately, and then I was yep. like, oh, maybe that's a very specific alley thing. Uh, I never tended bar, but I used to drink a lot of martinis. That used oh, to yeah. be my drink for like the first five years of my drinking life. I've actually never had a martini. That's a hell of a way to start my drinking life. Yes. Yeah. Like, with yeah. the booze of a 55-year-old stockbroker. Yeah. Yeah. I went from martinis, then I was like, you know what? I think I've had enough vodka martinis. I think I'm going to go to scotch. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been stuck on that for the past two decades. Yeah. yeah, one thing that you didn't do cheaply was your drinking. Does anyone else here hate olives like I do? No. 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 I used to. No. 
I did. I hate. I hated. I don't like salt. I'm ambivalent. So, so you say you used to, and this is one of the one of the things I've been wondering. Uh, how do you get over that? Because olives this big deal that people love, and I'm like, I would like to appreciate them, but I can't. I don't eat them like alone. I'll mm-hmm. tolerate them if they're in moderation on vegetable pizzas or Greek salads, and those are the only. And they have to be black. Or brown eggs. You know how I am with the... Yeah, exactly. Because sure yeah. you want to save these olives. I'm a very eater. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they have to be black olives. I don't like the green ones. Um, and I can't have too many. Like, if it's a primary taste, I pick, I like, pick half of them out. But they're an okay little touch of salt now. Wait, Allie, Jet, are you two saying that you two did not grow up putting an olive on each one of your fingers while you were eating <laughs> in the kitchen and no. have olive finger nope. hands? No, that, that's what beagle, I did. Bugle hands, uh, the, the witch fingers, uh, the bugle witch fingers, but no, no olive, no olive hands. <laughs> I did the olive hands too, and they were like little Russian dancer guys with the big hel- the big hats on. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the kind of desensitization that got us into the political climate we're in now. <laughs> this is true. It's all my fault. I take all responsibility. My bad. <laughs> They call him the Barry Goldwater of politics, Sean Michael Boozer. <laughs> We're from the same state, you know. Uh, how's your .com going? Didn't you invent Parlor, Sean Michael? <laughs> that, that was you, right? I, I did. Yeah, in your parlor, I did. Right? Um, Instead of yeah. like in the garage, the way the other .coms did it, you made it in your parlor? <laughs> I did. But I quickly outsourced it to uh, Russia because I thought, uh, you know, who, who else was going to host this? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's eventually what happened. That was that was a perfect example of people who say, forget this. I'm going to start my own fill in the blank. Yeah. This is why that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Because you know, you know who never says that? Someone who's good at starting one of those things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 honestly impressed they got as far as they did, like to ever even get it launched and get it to function at all. Uh, that was surprising, but it was the most inevitable result for that platform because I, I talked about this online too. Historically, every other uh, social media platform has gone through the same process of the same uh, the same same self indulgent idea of we're going to let our community police themselves. We trust people to do the right thing, and we're not going to get our hands dirty in moderation. And the only reason we have still heard of any of these communities is because they figured out that did not work. Oh yeah, and you could you could figure that out very uh, quickly if you read anything about human history. Uh, yes. Because humans are horrible. They, they need yeah, to have yeah. somebody say, no, 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 too far. Don't or, do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Or if you Don't even do that. heard the word internet. Uh, <laughs> if ever there's been a greater example of humanity's inability to police itself, it is a single comment on Sandra Boynton, famed children's author's Facebook page, <laughs> which what I will miss most about Trump leaving is seeing her post pictures of fuzzy animals that turn into angry political discussions. <laughs> you may you may need to have kids uh, for this one, but uh. yeah, I'm not familiar. But now I've got to look this up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm gonna. Chat, I'm gonna one laugh. of the ones who does have kids is like, I don't know what you're talking about. My wife and I have legit had a tense conversation arguing about uh, each other's top ten Sandra Boynton books. So just know uh, when you have a kid, it suddenly becomes a thing where it's like, really. Really? Uh, dinosaurs can dance? Come on! <laughs> First of all, it's one, two, three, dinosaur. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, personally, I'm, I'm a happy hippo, angry duck guy myself. And actually, it's oh my, oh my, oh my. You people with kids, though, are really tight-lipped when you guys get something good, like a series of unfortunate events, the, the Netflix uh, version of it. So good. That was incredible. And none of you parenting types ever told me about it. I had to learn about it on the streets hey. like a <laughs> common criminal. Be, my kid's going to be six this week. If I show him anything that has a villain, he's basically a broken human. Right. There was a, we were watching a Snoopy movie and for just like a brief second, a cat chases Woodstock for literally four seconds, literally four seconds. And he starts screaming, no, no, this is not the kind of movie for five year old. Why would you make me watch this? No. And my wife who's working in the bedroom because it's a pandemic comes bursting out, expecting it to be something where I'm just like, see, and this is where he eats the liver with the fava yeah. beans. Yeah. Yeah. You're on Amazon Prime. It's like, Poltergoose, this looks good. Yeah. Was he already on the phone to CPS, Child Protective Services? Yes. Uh, yeah. No, with a cat. A cat chasing him. In broad yeah. daylight, yes. See, but I think that's a that's a temperament thing. I think children pop out mm-hmm. like that. Because I have a very sweet five-year-old girl I teach chess to. And lately her parents are like, she's playing chess around the clock. Can we do anything else with her? And so I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's learn some Greek mythology. And now, now, when we start our Zooms, the first thing she says is, I want to make a story where we cut someone's head off. (laughs) She is five. She is like the sweetest, most polite little. And I was like, all right, so what was your favorite part? I like the snakes for hair. I like where he ties her to the post. So so you told the parents, be careful what you wish for? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're doing is... Creating a murderer who's really good at strategy. This is Moriarty in the making. Yeah, I think the yeah. only the only possible response you can have to that is pawn to Queen's Bishop four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I like it. Is that Listen, real chess? By the way, I've only, uh, I've only read about it. Probably. I, I believe in in child led activities. I was like, cool. If you want to write a story about it, someone chopping off a head. We have to have a, a main character. We have to have an arc for them. They're going to have a moral at the end. They need to have a challenge. Like mm-hmm. I was like, let's do this. Let's do a writing template, you five-year-old savage. You got to raise the stakes here, kid. Yeah. You know who was absolutely terrifying to me when I was a kid? Um, did you guys see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yes. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the child stealer. Dude freaked oh, me yeah. out especially when he has that little pop his head in when they're underneath yeah. the, oh my god you just thinking about it right now oh yes anytime oh. anybody time anyone is ever nostalgic realize that like that was because child stealing was so common then they're like ah we might as well stick in the kids movie they're gonna run into it sooner or later yeah all of those children's movies growing up had like a sexy character that um Every little girl, I mean, I wanted to be. Like, even in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, there's the, like, you're my little teddy bear. And she's got, like, a, she's wearing, like, a bustier and underwear. And she's following the king around. And she's supposed to be comedic. But then mm-hmm. your five-year-old is, like, running around in her underwear, like, you're my little teddy bear. <laughs> like, and they're all like that. Every single movie has, like, a sexualized female that some little girls like me gravitated towards. They were know. still all written by adult I've not men, so of course seen it was this yes. movie. So what's the bang bang part of it represent then with what you're saying? Right. That's, <laughs> Ian, that's, that's the same guy that wrote James Bond, right? Ian, Ian Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, yeah. Oh, wow, so I guess right. I guess that's just his yeah. thing. Where he's yes. just like, all right, listen, we've got a plot, but 
Where's the thing where we objectify a woman? Can you imagine <laughs> the crossover with Pussy Galore and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah. <laughs> Have they gotten these two universes together? Yeah. I wonder if he was originally like James Bang Bang, and then he was like, wait, these are separate ideas. And like, like, <laughs> branched off. Just the names. Yeah. Like the, 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 the concept went straight through to both. Isn't this concept. really where Spy Kids is in that territory? Like, you know, Spy Kids is Robert Rodriguez, a director known for doing some of the most violent adult films imaginable. <laughs> and then he makes this incredibly successful kids franchise, of, which is the origination of Machete. Violent he started films in the Spy Kids adults, films. Not adult films. Yeah, yes. okay. Yes. yes. All right, fair enough. Thank yes. you for the yes. clarification, sir. Yeah, 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 fair, enough. fair point. Thank you. Uh <laughs> hey, uh Steven C. James, I think you uh you have our first ad for us this this uh week, don't you? Uh yeah, yeah. It's a short one. We got these folks back uh uh from a couple weeks ago. Uh, I love the return they, sponsors. That's great. Yeah, that that shows they, they that really we really had an impact on their business. Yeah, yeah, and it said they've gotten a lot more business. Well, actually, they've just been super busy because of recent events, but it's Blue States over Oklahoma. So uh, I guess let me email you the file and let me know, and uh, you can go ahead and, uh, uh, Great. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hit play over here. Can we do that? Is that Will that work? If that works. Oh, no, I just got the email. Hold on. Here it is here. Um, okay. okay. Uh, I'm just going to hit play on it right now. Hey, y'all, it's been a rough time over here at Blue States over Oklahoma. A rough time because we've been so busy. Oh, if you want to get a taste of what it's like to live in one of them Blue States, come on over here to Blue States over Oklahoma. We will take your opportunity to get a look at how the other half, the lesser half, lives with our brand new special event. Every day at noon, your kids can come on down to the quad and have a chance to ride Biden. You can hop on the back of our quote unquote president just like the Chinese do. You can climb all over him and he'll give you whatever that kid wants. He's like Santa Claus except socialister. All right, and then now we've got a brand new event for all of our friends on our most popular social network, No Longer Parlor. Rest in peace. Our capital escape room. Yes, you are in the job of a, of a congressman from a blue state, and you've got to figure out your way out of the Capitol building before <laughs> patriots come and wreak vengeance upon you for all the evils you've done by giving kids food for their school lunches. Them bastards. And of course, for the younger folks, for the tweens and teens and all the in-betweens, We've got a new booth where we can guess your gram. You step on the scale and we guess how many Instagram followers you would need to feel validated. Come on down <laughs> to Blue States over Oklahoma. We're going to take care of you just like the nanny state wants to. Come on down. And remember, if you bring a can of Dr. Pepper, you get in because we know you're one of us. <laughs> Wow. I, I, I feel like I, I've got to repeat the disclaimer from last time that we, of course, don't necessarily uh, um, share the views of all of our sponsors, uh, but we do uh, very much appreciate their money. I will say I do like Dr. Pepper. Hey, I've got a question. Yeah. Yeah. As a new guy to the uh, to the podcast here, um, is there a vetting process for None our, whatsoever. our sponsors? Oh, no. 
Or is no, it just the no. check clearing? Is that no. what it is? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that okay. is the vetting process. Yeah, absolutely. Not even. We ask them to Venmo us now. Yeah, no, I, we put a few ads up before they paid us. Uh, we've learned our lesson from that one mm-hmm. um, very, very clearly. Uh, so now uh, we try to be more careful. But yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So honestly, if, if you guys uh, have a product you want to advertise, um, hit us up. Uh, contact at superlegitpod.com or uh, Twitter <laughs> on superlegitpod. Just let us uh, let us know what you want us to to uh, to hawk for you, and we will we will gladly do it. Can they hit us up on Parlor? Uh, not we, currently. No. no. Well, oh. yeah. One of us would have to admit we're on Parlor for that to happen. And silence. Which my lawyer has advised us not yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm from um, Westchester. I can probably get away with it. <laughs> uh, Slide right say, in there. If, if you're talking to your lawyer about parlor, he's probably like, fuck yeah, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the, I can't, I'm from South Carolina, but I can't admit it on parlor because it would mean that I knew how to use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was true, but otherwise we wouldn't have had parlor. I feel like blue states over Oklahoma, right? Yes. I feel like it's awfully close to Omaha Steaks, and I feel like they're going to have a clapback at some point because every time I hear that, I'm like, Omaha Steaks is going to get so mad. It sounds so close. It just sounds too close. Well, Omaha is the, like, pocket of blue in the middle of Nebraska, too. Yeah. That's well, why. So, yeah, because it's true. a big <laughs> city and a lot of people. Literal beef. Yeah. yeah. And they have great steaks. Like, they don't need mm-hmm. this on their backs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my grandfather, Sheldon Melvin Hyman, whenever he would go Wonderful. visit one of his children, my my my, my, my dad had five younger sisters. And so Grandpa Shelley would go visit any one of them. And in the preamble before he visit, he would send them Omaha Steaks. They would receive deliveries from Omaha Steaks before his visit. That's amazing. Like he's planning for the meals that he wants them to cook for him. I love that. Now was, were these paid for with the money that he stole from uh, all of those people? (laughs) Probably. I mean, I don't know how else he made his money. (laughs) I do like, now I know there are two preambles that I know of now, the U S constitution and your grandfather's steaks. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I like the idea of him not, not announcing he's coming other than sending the steaks. Like they get a package and it's oh. like, oh shit, grandpa's coming to town. I, like, I want to <laughs> think that's true. I do. And you know what grandpa Shelley would do if he was still alive today? He'd send those steaks and a $20 sous vide. <laughs> Super. Honey. Honey. is. Did you, what? did you, did you leave a, uh, did you leave a box by the front door? Did you leave this box? Oh. <sighs> Yes. What? Okay. All right. I just I saw I saw there was I saw there was uh, dry ice smoke coming out of the top of it, and I thought it was your uncle again. I thought it was your uncle sending us a warning again. You know how I feel. You know how I feel when we get the dry ice boxes. He's not that bad. Come on, Gary. He's come not on. that bad, Gary. He's not come that on, bad, Gary. Gary, come on. Oh really? Oh really? Is this this is the man this is the man who takes off his shoes the moment he walks in our door, which we do not have a shoe free household, and he uh, does not wear socks. He does not wear socks under those shoes. His corns need to breathe. And he doesn't shower. Oh, okay. Listen, if you made your life as a walking salesman, you too would want to take off your shoes as soon as you were in a hospitable home. Okay. Okay, but we don't have a hospitable home to him. I have made it clear to him that our home is not hospitable to him. I want nothing to do with him. My uncle was the absentee father I never had. 
But you remember, the next thing he does is he asks where the shitter is. And it's in the same because place. Because he needs to shit. He's done a lot of walking. But can't he ever close the door? It's simple. He just got here. He wants to catch up. I think you're the one with the problem. Gare, Gare, Gary, Gara, Garrison. I, you know, you know how much I love you, Garrison. You know how much I love you. But you know what they say. If you can't handle me at my uncle, you don't deserve me at my best. All right? I know. So my uncle, he's a... Uh, okay, so this is going to be your new cubicle, Garrison. Um, you can unpack whatever you have with you, and um, we don't like to get like super cutesy with our cubicles. We try to keep it professional, but you're welcome to bring in whatever will make you comfortable. Long days. Uh, the one thing that we do enforce is this is a shoe-free office. Um, you're going to have to take your shoes off at the door and no socks um we found that people just slide around it's it's complicated so uh if you want to just head back <clears throat> take those puppies off and uh yeah we're gonna start today uh uh <clears throat> i'm sorry no no nobody nobody wears shoes in the entire mm-hmm. in the entire office yeah you haven't looked down yet have you yeah. oh fuck yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. It's all right. We're not, I mean, we're not that uptight. We don't wear shoes, right? A couple of curse right. words isn't going right. to Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, oh, that's that's an interesting uh, nail polish choice. Thank uh, you. We try to switch it up. Some companies do a happy hour. We do like a pedicure hour here right. and there for some team right. bonding. A couple of trust falls, maybe a foot Foot rub. massages. Foot massages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's... Who needs one? Who needs one? Foot not, not me. Not oh, me. God. Not me. I want people far Get away my from hand my feet. Nice Thank you. Hey, you must be new. Oh, yes. I'm Garrison. I'm Lou. I'm the foot massage guy. <laughs> great. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a great That's guy. wonderful. Just uh, keep your, because your, your, those hands are on feet all day. Those hands just, just are oh, manipulating Those hands feet. are the hands of God yeah. is what they uh-huh. are. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I got a, yeah. I got these these fingies in between the toesies all day long. Oh, is, okay, is that, cool. Is, just, just, bro, is that Lou on the other side of the cubicle? You yeah! Hey, hey guys. Oh, you're new here. Well, Hi. you know what? I, I got to keep working. I'd love to talk. I'm just going to stick my feet up over the cubicle. Lou, if you just oh, slide God. in here and do your magic, uh, you don't even have to uh, come in my cubicle. I'll just put my feet up uh, here. Gotcha, Hank. You don't, I gotcha. Get, get, Gary, Gary, you don't mind if I put my feet up above your head and he get massages my feet I, while I, you're oh, sitting in your okay, cubicle. This, I mean, it's my first day. I don't want, I, you know, who am I to call the shots here about how your business works? Well, you that don't. You're not the boss. We're, we're in a cubicle. That's right. why we don't call the shots. Oh, God. Uh, okay, hold on. I just, I need to breathe here for a moment. I need to breathe. Hey, uh, anybody, if anybody wants Starbucks, I'm going to walk from here all the way through Hollywood to the Starbucks, fix them up, yeah. and then walk all the way back, back yeah, onto yeah. the carpet that you guys yeah. are going to walk oh, on. Oh, yeah, when you're going you, to get when those you walk the so good. And then when you uh, get back, Lou can work his magic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for you to scrape some of this Hollywood off these feet. I don't wash my hands in between massages because it makes everything a little bit better. So, Garrett, at our last session, you were uh, talking about how when you were um, felt overwhelmed, a lot, a lot of things coming at you, we yeah. practiced the, the breathing technique. Yes, yes. And uh, did that get you centered? Were you able to use that? Did you not feel overwhelmed this week? I know you started your, your new job this week. Um, yeah, how uh, is everything? 
I did I did put the breathing into practice. Um, what I didn't anticipate is that the deep breathing just brought the smell of the feet deeper into my lungs, mm. and uh, I, I I vomited in my cubicle. And how did that make you feel? Humiliated. Mm. I could I could see how that would follow. I I feel silly for even asking that follow up question. Yeah, and further um, nauseated as well because of course seeing my own vomit then uh, set off kind of a a vomit uh, waterfall effect of of of, of vomiting from seeing the vomiting and it just it really it was it was a, a bad day all around for me and i assume my co-workers a waterfall chain reaction vomit does not sound like a great day for anybody absolutely i can no. understand that um look just so i this this may violate some patient doctor uh boundaries but um i got you a little um first week of work gift here oh my god um it's this box here don't mind the uh steam coming out of the side that's just dry ice uh, um i uh, got this i was inspired by one of the stories you told me when you uh first got here okay so um this is uh, a therapy i like to call um bringing all your worst nightmares back right into your face again okay uh all right i'm, I'm opening it i'm open and it's it I'm sorry. What was the reason for packing the shoes in dry ice? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not totally listening um, the last couple of weeks when you were talking. So I, I took what I did get. And... Hi, I'm Terry Gross, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Ruzub uh, and his new book, Taking All of Your Worst Fears and Putting Them Right Back in Your Face. Dr. Ruzub, um, this book has been a wonderful bestseller, especially oddly amongst parents. Um, what would you say you would attribute the success of your new book to? Well, Terry, uh, first of all, it is great to be on your show. I've always loved long-winded questions. Um, I would say mostly I attribute my, um, my success to writing the book and getting a publisher to uh, push it for me. Yes, 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 yes. And 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 how have you uh, reacted to those those who found your uh, your stance uh, just a little bit controversial? The the idea that uh, if uh, someone has a, a case of arachnophobia, um, chapter four, spiders in the mouth, um, uh, things 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 of these nature. Um, uh, and how 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 are you holding up uh, with the scrutiny that this book is coming under? First of all, let me say I am so impressed, Terry, that you actually read my book. Um, the fact that you can quote uh, chapter and verse, uh, chapter four, um, spiders in your mouth for arachnophobia. I, listen, um, in this country, we've become so mamby-pamby about everything. I am not a coddler. Um, here's the thing. When my clients would come in, they do a lot of whining about stuff. And I couldn't really listen to the whole thing because it's just, uh, you know, that's just not my thing. I'm more of a positive person. So I feel like let's just get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is you're scared of spiders, spiders in your mouth. Boom. Problem solved. Moving on. Next day, I'm done listening. You're over it. Wow, that, that is fast. Okay. So for Halloween, I got you this Woodstock costume. Now hear me out. I'm gonna be the cat. Okay. I've been listening to this podcast. This seems like the only way we're gonna get past this, all right? So you're gonna go in there, you're gonna put it on. You're gonna come back out. You're gonna make a cute couple sounds like, ah, 
ow, you know, the Woodstock thing. And then I'm going to come out from behind the couch and I'm going to chase you around. No more than four seconds, okay? No more than four mm. seconds of this cat chasing you around. Mom, 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 mom. I see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It. The whole thing sounds a little um, okay, heightening. Honey. Jason, it, yeah. not yes. a choice. This is not well, a choice. Okay? Well, the, you get the, a lot of choices in the day. This is not one of them. Can I get a, a, a different choice for the sound Woodstock makes? Because the one you made is not what he makes. <laughs> yeah, sure, honey. You want to get okay. method on me? That's fine. You, we took, we, I sent you to that very expensive drama school. You want to get into this? Show me what you got. Because I put a lot of money into that. I'd love to see what you learned well, I knew it was a good school because it had two names. It was the Sanford Meisner School. Yes, so I knew exactly. it was going to be good. You know I um, only looked at two name schools. Yes, <laughs> I, I appreciate you. that. I want um, the best for you. I do want the best. I want the best for us, and I want the best for this relationship, Mom. But um, I feel <laughs> right. like you might you might be pushing things here. Yes, I think um, I am. I'm not. I, I'm 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 uncomfortable with the boundaries here. Yeah, I, that's the point. That's the point. I, this country is very mamby pamby. Okay, and. I have learned that you have to push your children to take risks or else they grow up afraid of everything. That right? sounds so delightful. Do- I would I would love to live in that. That's I'm okay with this. No, no, no. Again, this is not your choice. You don't seem oh, yes, to understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to continue to eat and live here, so I'm definitely going to okay. I'm yeah. going to put the costume on and yeah. 4 seconds. Um, Don't time is it. Is this like the time? This is trust. Is this like the time when you taught me to swim and you said I'm only going to leave you out there for four seconds, and it ended up being a half hour? Because you're not you going to just... know that until the end of this exercise, right? That's the that's the trust part. Okay. But, so take your shoes off and put the costume on. Okay. And keep those shoes off. I don't want those shoes in this house anymore. Shoes, but these—these these are the only thing I have to remember, Dad. No, by no, these no. oversized penny loafers. No. All right, guys, I'm gonna go down to Starbucks. I'm gonna walk all the way across Hollywood and then walk all the way back barefoot, right back on this carpet. I promise you, I'll come back. Who wants a macchiato? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> oh. 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 I like that we made it all the way to Wes Craven subconscious. From Quentin Tarantino's subconscious. <laughs> I'm just picturing the squealing of brakes and then a pair of over of a pair of penny loafers on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, Shawn Michael, that method, the uh, you know, forcing the fears on your on on someone, actually sounds a lot like a thing that I used to do when I was uh, I was a medium in a magic show, and I would cure people of their fears using yeah yes. <laughs> Was it exposure therapy or overexposure Essentially. therapy? Um, so uh, I, it's been years, but I, and I, oh, it was so fun. But I was a medium in a, ma- in a like theatrical magic show. It was all about people's fears. And it was semi-autobiographical of, of the magician who wrote it, an actor, uh, Albie, who, and it was like his show. But there's a section where I, uh, I was a medium and we would pick someone from the audience randomly and they would come on stage. And I would, as the medium, divine their greatest fear and their favorite childhood toy. And then I would tell them like a meditative story with them using their childhood toy to overcome their fears. And did you traumatize these people or did some you of them? Yeah. I think uh, their reactions were traumatic. Did they sign a waiver? Is this something we, where you would use their, 
You, so you would ask them their greatest fear in their childhood toy? No. Or would you like divine no, it? I you would, would be, not ask would... them. I would divine it. I would, <sighs> they would get on stage and then I would do the shtick and then I would like use my mental medium powers and I would, mm-hmm. get, I also didn't know their names. I would get like uh, initials and then guess their, and then divine their names and I would divine things about them and then their their fear. Was it like, always... Was everybody's fear always being on stage in front of a bunch of people? No. <laughs> uh, the most uh, heights and spiders were the most common. Uh, one of them was spiders, and their favorite childhood toy was Godzilla, um, which was fun. Uh, someone's was uh, a couple times it was like uh, aliens or being abducted. G.I. Joe was a common uh, toy. Uh, earthquakes. Yeah, I have so many questions. Like, I want to do what like. What do you mean, Divine? Like, were you were you making it up and they were going along with you? Or did you actually fucking read these people's minds? These, like, what do you mean These by are divine? audience members. These were people who paid to come see yeah. a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are cold reading techniques. This is how the quote-unquote real psychics so do this. Except I was really a medium with... and really a psychic during the show. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, of course. You were really, of course. But w- did it help that these people all play, paid with credit cards and there were only like 30 <laughs> people in the audience? Like that's called warm that's called warm reading did that make your power stronger i mean and so childhood toy like i'm very curious because part of me is like oh my god this is horseshit and part of me is like oh my god can you make my wife not afraid of planes (laughs) what's her favorite toy Wait, is she is she's afraid of planes or she's afraid no, of oh, flying? Oh, she's afraid of flying. She's afraid oh, of flying. Okay, okay. And she's gotten so much better. No. Oh god! Oh, could you imagine? Like, yeah, people yeah. have been afraid of flying. Usually, usually the flying story um, involves them jumping out of a plane, facing. It's always about about facing their fears. But they have their toy as like a personified like figure in this meditative dream to help them fight against it. Oh, it's their lovey. That's so called you a would take their favorite toy and make them scared of their favorite childhood toy. <laughs> so you, you took know, that the only toy they had left. Once or twice they were like, no, now I'm scared of them now. Yeah. So do you, yeah. You, you're transferring their fear yeah. and then putting it into a childhood toy. <laughs> no. It's, I'm it's assuming like, then it's, it's taking sort their of fear. imparted some sort of life into this childhood toy. Yes. it's Their mm-hmm. toy has come to life. And that's and how you, we got the movie Toy them. Story. Their fear has been okay. amplified to a giant version that they can face, like in a physical form somehow, usually. And their toy is there to help them fight. I think I've got So it's it. like Rita Repulsa saying, make my monster grow. Yes. Exactly. And the monster okay. grows and then so fights the Megazord. What you do is you take the thing inside of the child, right? And you put it all over the toy and then you burn the toy like the Velveteen Rabbit. Oh my God, I'm crying. Uh, <laughs> but you're not afraid of rabbits anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I am terrified of Scarlet but, Fever. But you're crying. But you're still crying. Just because Dude, you're but not you afraid don't know why. Tears are happy tears. They're happy tears. They're happy you're, tears. You're, doesn't mean you're okay. Those are two different things. You know what? I you know what I will say? I will say Michael Hyman has shown us his powers of persuasion. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think now is a good time for yep. him to go into his commercial. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Uh, let's, let's, I, let's make it happen. Right. I can't wait to hear what uh, advertiser you got for us. Very week. good segue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got the tape here. Persuade us. So let me just. I believe uh, it's pronounced poorly overpriced scooter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the tape. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana? Banana who? Orange? Orange you? Orange you glad I didn't say banana? But I really wanted a banana. And an orange. Well, now you can have both. 
From the makers of Pod Chicken, here's Orange Banana. Are you ready to hear how we made this? <laughs> That's what she said. Wait, who's talking? I am. Are we the same person? Never mind. With our patented combination technology, we apply two tons of pressure to oranges and bananas and also coconuts because coconuts are all the rage. And now we have orange banana. You get all the great citrus and vitamin C flavors of an orange with the pithy potassium chew of a banana. It fulfills both of your wildest fruit dreams in one tight package. It comes with a seven day warranty, so you know that it's a high quality product. From the makers of Pod Chicken, it's Orange Banana. Oh, okay. You know, I they sent us those samples. To me, it was really, despite the name Orange Banana, I found it to be heavy on the coconut flavor. Mm -hmm. It really feels mm -hmm. like they're maybe, yeah. And I think that two tons of pressure did make it as dense as a diamond. Yeah, it was, mm -hmm. it was very capsule-like. Yeah, but I, I was able to suck on it to get the, the juices out, yeah. Every time I feel like I'm really starting to get to know Michael Hyman, he does something that makes me think I don't know him at all, you know? <laughs> and he contains <laughs> multitudes. <laughs> He's, he's an onion, that one. Yeah, like collecting collecting great sponsors like that. Lots of layers over there, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I, I like both oranges and bananas. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, uh, are you coming out to us? I'm not sure what you think oranges and bananas are, Or what the word's coming out several mean. times. I've, I've got to speak out. There have been several times on this podcast where something has been sexualized where I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening with these people? I, I thought he was coming out to us as someone who likes both fruits because I, I feel like there's just such such opposites. He's bicitrous. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I love oranges I, I mean, and I hate to bananas. To be fair, there is so. that old expression. Part. It's like comparing bananas and oranges. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a reason that exists. Uh, I need to stop leaning back in my chair while I'm talking. It makes great sound quality for later. Yeah. I mean, it's your issue, dude. You edit this. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's my problem. <laughs> No skin Speaking off my of nose. issues, what's your issue with bananas? Bananas are awesome. Do you not like the texture? No. Do you not like the taste? What's happening? <laughs> They're disgusting. I think I've picked up on all of that uh, over time. I think it's probably first initially the texture thing, but the flavor uh, as well. Like I can tolerate it. And there's been oh, certain bananas? circumstances where I'm really hungry and it's like a banana is available. It's like, screw it. I'll eat the banana. Like we did a, we did the inflatable 5k fun run a few years back, which was like those giant cool inflatable obstacles. You've got to run a long distance and then climb through them and everything. At the end of it, they gave out bananas. And I was like, now I want a banana. This is the time that I feel like I need a banana. Uh, and occasionally I can tolerate a smoothie that has banana in it. But for the most part, just the, the flavor of it, uh, for the most part, is the, my biggest problem. But yeah, I don't know. I just like I just avoid bananas. But they're, they like they don't ruin things for me like walnuts do. Like if I taste a walnut, I'm done with the food entirely. But yeah, I feel the same way about coconuts, except it does ruin it for yes. me. I'll never eat a coconut, even if it's there. I don't like coconuts. And the yeah. texture yeah. thing is the orange. I can't people who are like Ugh, bananas, oh. but then they'll open an orange that's covered in dead skin and put it in <laughs> oh, their mouth. Oh, I'll eat up. the dead skin okay. even. All that Okay. To Hold get on. to the Allison. flavor, you have to Allison. like gnaw on this white carcass. <laughs> it's no, no, no. I'm about to make you so happy. All right. So okay, all right. in like a month, right? In like a month, if you're at a grocery store, if you still go to grocery stores, I don't, I miss in it. In a month. But, I hope they're still yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, there are going to be these things called sumo oranges. They're like these big ass oranges and they got like a nub at the top. They're the best. Right. You peel them, right? And then these big sections and then you can peel the pith off super easy and they're mm. the juiciest, most delicious they're the best oranges. 
We love them so much. It's one of those things where I was like, I live in the suburbs now. When I like came home to my wife and I was like, "Hun, it- it's Sumo Orange season. They had Sumo <laughs> Oranges. And she's like, did you buy all of them? Uh, <laughs> remind us. This re- is the most successful ad we've ever had on the show. Yeah. <laughs> when you see them in the store, remind us because yeah. I want to check these out. I it's, do like a I really good it. orange and that sounds great. I think great. it's the thing that I always point to and go, that's a weird grapefruit. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Right? M- okay. that, yeah, or a okay. pa- that or a pomelo you might also be uh, thinking unfortunately, of. Unfortunately, because of my, my particular COVID protocols, I'm not going into stores. So when I, uh, when I flip through the ads... And I see it and longingly look at mm-hmm. the sumo oranges being on sale. I will let you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you qualify for that vaccine soon enough that you can actually go get your own uh, oranges. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping. Like, yes. my the sadness of being like, you know what the thing I'm looking forward to most is when I can go to Trader <laughs> Joe's and not shit my pants with fear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And just instead... Shit my pants with excitement. And that's just of the of the protesters who march through the store without their masks on, yelling at everyone about their freedom. You went to Trader oh, yeah. Joe's before and felt differently than that, though? Like, I, that's how I've always felt in Trader Joe's. It's maybe the one time my that's daughter has parking, gone though. anywhere in this whole pandemic was, like, we were cooking something and, like, the food was going. My wife was, like, in teaching a class and there was something that we were missing. And then, like, like yeah. we have to go to the grocery store. Like, I have to go now. Uh, so... I took it and I'm like, we're just going to like run to the back of the store, get it. We get all the way out. We're checking out. She's like, i got to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. like oh. I wouldn't want to go into Yvonne's bathroom before a global pandemic. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we're going to go to the least sanitary place in the universe. <laughs> there are some things I, I want to keep. Like, I like Trader Joe's better now. Because Trader Joe's is full of a lot of people who eat organic and don't wear a lot of deodorant. And it's very stinky in there. And now... You wear a mask, you can't smell it. So I'm enjoying, I'm this getting real true. close to those hippies. Like, hey, pass me the granola. Like everything is yep. gravy for me. I can't, I can't tell how much patchouli you have on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Selling me on non-mask life of can't you wait to go back to when you were inhaling things that came out of other people's body? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> tough sell, guy. Tough sell. Yeah. And on inhaling things that came out of other people's bodies, I think we might have come to the end of our show. That feels like a good note (laughs) to scatter. Absolutely. That just you you can't you can't get any uh, any better than that. Uh, Hey, Josh, are you feeling okay? You've been real quiet this whole time. Wait, no, nothing. Josh. Oh, Josh. Come on. Let me check the chat. Oh, car trouble. He didn't make it. Oh, cool. so oh wait, my God. Who's in that other box? Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> who's in the Josh box? Oh, oh, guys. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Should we start recording now? This is my time. greatest fear. <laughs> Should we start recording now? No, wait till I do the outro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did the outro. We're outro. Try, like Josh. To- Josh, I'd like tried. to thank the super legit crew ah, for uh, joining outro. me this week. I want to thank Matt Walker for his amazing intro and outro music. What? You can find his Woo. website in our show notes. And uh, if you're not subscribed to us, subscribe to us on every service. Give us five stars. Tell your friends about us. And uh, and we'll see you next time. And hopefully Josh makes it back here or whoever is uh, filling in for him in the black box and that weird shadowy presence. Feel better, Chris and Josh. This is turning into like Hollywood squares. Like... We, like jets in the middle and there's a rotating cast of like, com- or, like- or Halloween squares and there's a murderer yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 
every week someone gets killed off. Yeah. A murderer. <laughs> is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> You've only seen it written, never, uh... I've only seen it performed. I've never seen it actually spoken. Oh, Jet, should we record now? Bravo. Well Yes, done. Josh. I mean, Michael. I mean, Josh. Start recording now. Michael, you're so method. I don't believe here <laughs> i'm sorry i'm late but that tow truck took forever i'm not too late right am i guys guys oh man <sighs> should i start recording now <laughs> <laughs>